What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello. And welcome back. <laughs> that was so dramatic. Oh my God. We're bringing the drama this fine Tuesday or whenever you're listening to the Two Degrees Hotter podcast because that's where Hello. you are. That's where you are. In case you're, we wondering. don't know where you are, but we know what you're doing, and it's listening to this. Yeah, wow, that's pretty. That's a weird way to think about it. I'm like, I know what you're doing right now, bestie, because you're listening to my voice on the Two Degrees Hotter podcast. And this is Kylie's voice, in case you're new here. Oh yeah, and you were wondering. <laughs> that's right, and this is Anya's voice. We don't often. I mean, I guess our intro covers it, but we don't usually yeah. acknowledge. So. And our intro, fun fact, is very slightly sped up, I believe. So I feel like it alters our voice just a little oh, bit. Oh, is it? I think I don't we even remember. Maybe I'm lying. Well, we are in a dandy old mood because we are recording at 547 and it is not dark outside. Yeah. Honestly, my depression is cured, in case anyone was wondering. It really makes the biggest difference. And I was it, confused. Yeah. I saw that there's like a bill to just make like daylight savings time all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm really like struggling with understanding that because <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know there's places both in the States and like around the world yeah, that don't that don't do it. Participate. And I'm just like, how does it – what happens? <laughs> I guess we just have to pick one. And like we could either pick one – we could either pick Eastern Daylight or Eastern Standard. I don't know. Whatever. And just like roll with it. But – What's really weird is that I had a call with um, an Indian startup Mm -hmm. and I was just curious because obviously it would be much later in the day there. So I just looked up like their city and I was just wanted to know what time zone they were in. And it was a half hour difference. And I was like, literally, excuse me, like they must do time zones within like half hours. And so like the call here was at like two, but it was like 930 or something. And I was like, what? That, Yeah. I don't like that. That was really weird. <laughs> that was really weird. Like I was like, this must create so much confusion like for international calls, even yeah. like domestic at that point. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that at Anyways, all. <laughs> spring anyway. forward. Am I right? Yeah. I vibe with the spring forward. Not the losing the hour of sleep on Saturday night. That was not the vibe, but we made it through and now it's nice and light and I'm so excited for summer. So it's going to be great. But before we can get there, it is still March. And March, if you didn't know, is Women's History Month. So mm-hmm. if you also didn't know, Anya and I are women. We are women. That is and true. so we wanted to just chat a little bit. We did an episode not too long ago where we were talking about RBG and just feminism in general back when she first unfortunately passed. And we wanted to do something to celebrate Women's History Month and differentiate it from that. And we figured a great topic to cover this month would be just ways to lift up other women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're in the era of girls, girls, of mm-hmm. just being like women that support other women and not like cutting out that toxic competition and comparison that society has placed on women for far, far too long. And so, yeah, we're just going to chat about some of the different ways that you can lift up other women, how you can be support them, encourage them. Yeah. All of the Mm -hmm. above. So I'm super excited for this episode. It's going to be like – I feel like it's going to be one of those like feel-good episodes where you leave leave and you're like, I was going to say 
feel good. Sorry, I did. We didn't discuss before. <laughs> I swear I didn't steal her line. <laughs> no, serendipitous. Yeah. So before we do that, let's start with our segments. So we kind of have like, well, we have some shared week in review yeah. and then we have some unshared. What should I start with? Uh, start with the shared. Okay. Start with the shared. So me and Kylie made lots of travel moves <laughs> so <many>. this week. <laughs> too many, arguably. Yeah. Too many. We, well, we've been wanting to book a trip and I mentioned yeah. this in the last episode. We've been wanting to book a trip like for our 25th birthdays because they're within a month of each other. Yeah. So we we're kind of brainstorming that. And then at the same time, I feel like I've just had like cabin fever here. Oh, yeah. Same. And so I've just like been itching to like do something. And so at the same time, I was kind of like, do you want to go to New York for a weekend? And so, you know, three days later, we've booked international flights, domestic flights, Airbnb. Like it was <laughs> my poor, it was a pretty poor penny. <laughs> bank account was like enough. Yeah. You have to stop doing this. My like, at it, Anya and I have Bank of America. I don't know if other banks do this, but it says like on average you spend blah 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 more or less more than, than you, you take do- in. In yes. this month, yes, it's going to be that. like you. This month, you were a stupid bitch. <laughs> you spent yeah. so much money, um, but we're but, spending it all ahead. Yes, like we're. Vi- I don't know. I I'm no regrets. No, oh, God. No. So we're going to New York in May, which that's like. I mean, <laughs> it'll be fun, but it's like pretty low stakes. Like we're just gonna explore Brooklyn a little more probably yeah we wanted to go with nicer weather because we've only ever been to New York mm-hmm. when it's like freezing um and we've also really only explored Manhattan kind of like what you were just yeah. saying so we've never flown be before so yeah I'll let you guys know because we can we're like we're in Boston so there's trains there's cars whatever so yeah. we've only ever taken like ground transportation but the yeah. tickets were really good deals so we we're like let's try it so yeah and then our international trip Drum roll, please. <laughs> we picked Portugal. Yay. <laughs> so we're going to Portugal in October. Yes. Really far in advance we booked. I'm proud of us. Yeah. So, And um, I would suggest if you guys are thinking of taking a trip, um, we picked a long weekend to kind of like bridge it within. So we are going to be there for like eight nights. Yeah. But Eight or nine nights, but we only have to take four days off of work because the Monday is already off. So, like, we're leaving on a Friday night, coming back on, like, a Sunday afternoon, but there's only four days of work missed in there. So, highly recommend looking at all the long weekends, seeing if you want to take a trip because it works out really well. Yeah. So, yeah. And I want to give a shout out. I thought about making it my favorite, but I'm just going to put it here, to Google Flights and just, like, Google's travel tools in general because if you don't use Google Flights – I don't know. I don't know what rock you're living under, but it's really nice because I feel like people normally go to like Expedia or like, you know, everyone Travelocity, whatever. Like everyone has their kind of like go-to website, but Google Flights shows you all of them. So like it'll show you all the flight options from every airline, but then it'll also show you every option of where to book it. So like Expedia, booking.com, like all of those will show up as like options. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's kind of the least biased way to like find affordable flights in general and they also have a fun like just kind of like explore feature where you can literally be like I want to go on a weekend trip in the next six months like show me the cheapest possible tickets yeah (laughs) and it's like a good way to kind of like brainstorm if you're not sure where you want to go so big fan of google flights oh yeah for sure our trip sponsored by google flights I wish yes (laughs) 
But other than that, um, the other things that I wanted to mention were I have a gym membership and I definitely go through phases of being more active and less active with my gym membership and for different purposes. So sometimes I'm really into like the free weights. Sometimes I'm into the machines. Sometimes I'm into the classes. Right now I'm into the classes. Um, But I need some advice, I feel like, or just like to let it go. But I've had (laughs) the last two days I have booked a early morning class and the last two days I have not shown up. (laughs) And I feel like I just – I either need to find a mechanism to like force myself out of bed to go to these classes or I just need to accept that I'm not a morning workout class girly. Like I feel like I would love to be because I just love the idea of like you log off of work and like you've already like been active and you can just like chill for the rest of the night. But for whatever reason – when that alarm goes off at like 6.30 or whatever it is, like I just, I cannot, like I cannot force myself out of bed knowing that I'm going to exercise. It's like really hard. Yeah. So I'm kind of in this position of like, I want, I want to be this type of girl. I want to prioritize this (laughs) lifestyle. But on the other hand, like, do I push myself to like do something? My body is like literally being like, no. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know. Trying to find the balance. (laughs) Yeah, I also struggled with this for a while, and I'm going to be honest, I ended up leaning into camp. I'm just not a morning workout person. Like, I've just found it to be way more sustainable for me to do it right after work, and I've, like, actually been able to keep that up for a couple of months now. I sprinkle in a morning workout here and there. Like, tomorrow I'm considering doing a morning workout because I've kind of had something every single night after work this Mm -hmm. week that I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just squeeze my workout in the morning tomorrow so that I can really truly have the night off tomorrow night. But for the most part, I just am way more motivated to do it at night and I've been able to be more consistent. So yeah. I wonder if it's because we're both like slow morning people. Like we both really like like relaxing, like slowly easing into the day. And I feel like a workout class first thing is like the opposite of that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I did sign up for one again tomorrow. So we'll see if I make it. <laughs> to be fair, funny. I do like unregister. Like my alarm goes off. I wake okay. up and like decide I don't want to go and I unregister. So I'm not like taking someone's spot. But yeah. uh, I'll report back. Tomorrow's yoga. So maybe that'll be more oh, th- that's of a like, gentle. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's and I feel like vibe. I feel – maybe. And I feel extra guilty because it's like I don't work from home every single day but most days. So it feels like it should be a very easy thing to do, like a very easy yeah. thing to fit into my routine and I just like cannot. So let me know if I should just try harder. Let me know if I should give up. I'm weighing my options. Also, and I don't know how locked into your gym membership you are, but have you considered like – trying an at-home workout Mm. route so that you can sleep in a little bit more but then you know what I mean I yeah and I'm speaking from a very biased standpoint because I'm a huge at-home workout girly and I know I have the Peloton at my disposal I'm not saying like buy a Peloton but YouTube and like even I think like the Peloton app and things like that have like really cheap subscriptions my toxic trait is like I cannot self-motivate in those settings. Okay. No, that's <laughs> I, like fair. I need to be around other people yeah, doing no, the same really thing fair. and like holding me accountable. Like mm-hmm. I, whenever I do, like I love the idea of just popping on one of those like Pilates workouts or whatever, but it's like I find myself like stopping when there's like 10 reps left because like no one's watching me. Like <laughs> I just like, think I, I need like it. that accountability. Yeah, literally. Like I'm like, I just, I don't know. I'm not like yeah. self-motivated, I guess, in that way. So No, that's fair. Um. So that's that. But then the other thing I wanted to ask, I wanted to pose a question. Has anyone used a like 
rent the runway like service mm. that's not like a subscription because mm. I really I'm going to a wedding in May and it's mm. like a pretty formal wedding and I would love to get something new for it like I'm just feeling very inspired to get something like beautiful and springy but like in the interest of sustainability I know that I'm not really gonna have anywhere else to wear anything new that I buy for like a really long time so I'm wondering, and I don't really want to be locked into like a membership because again, like I don't, I don't go places. Like I don't know, I'm not going to use Rent the Runway in any other situation. I yeah. feel like so. Yeah. Wondering if anyone knows of one that's like just a one-off thing. Let me know. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I know. Let me know. I get if why the subscription model like is a thing, but I'm oh just yeah, not yeah. No, I think I like consider them always for like two seconds, and I'm like, I'm, I know I'm not going to actually use this. Yeah. But yeah, that is a good idea though. That's a really good idea for like one-off occasions where you know you're mm-hmm. only going to wear the thing once. But yeah. So for my week in review, buckle up besties. Because uh, do I have a story <laughs> for you? <laughs> do I have several stories for you? So it's Friday night. Your girl is going on a first date. She's meeting at Tavern in the Square. Tits as some may call it and is that like she a new location. england thing it's like for sure it's like a boston thing i'm pretty sure like no because they like, have them no, i literally think all there's throughout like three mass. Total. no I think there's that's like, not true there's not that many it's okay. for sure a local thing well it's a i it's for sure a massachusetts thing because there's one in shrewsbury all the way out by like worcester so that's pretty right. far but out. But that's of still like Boston. That's like Greater Boston area. Yeah. But my point is, is that I'm not giving my exact location. There are several tavern in the squares that I could have been at. No, no. I just think they're not going to go find you there now. But I'm <laughs> sure. Just, it's a very it's like hard. insider. Anyway. Anyways, if you're in Massachusetts, hit up tavern in the square. Um, no, but I'm, you know, I'm going on a first date. And I very strategically always show up about five minutes late to a first date. Because oh. I'm afraid to be the first person there. I don't know why this is completely illogical, but I am. And, f- you know, five minutes late to a first date, I don't consider that to be any sort of red flag. Like, that's very easily yeah. explainable. So I get there at five minutes after we agreed to meet. I send a text, just parked. And I'm just sitting in my car. I'm like, do, 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 do. I look, five minutes have gone by, no text. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's 10 minutes, totally fine. Yeah, whatever. Another five minutes goes by. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah, you know, traffic happens. Now it's now it's 20 minutes after, and I have not a peep. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, hmm. I feel like we're getting to concerning territory. I feel like we're getting to stood up territory. So around 25 minutes after we're supposed to meet, I end up calling my friend Emily and I'm like, hey, I think I'm getting stood up right now. Do you? <laughs> and I explained the circumstances. She was like, yeah, that's really weird. All the while I'm texting Anya, like the same thing. Like, I think this is happening. I think you even said you're like, anyone who is 30 minutes late and is not profusely apologizing to you right now is, is like walking red yeah. flag. Yeah. So now, you know, by the time I'm, I'm chatting with Emily, I'm chatting with Anya, and I'm, it, he's easily over 30 minutes late at this point. And I'm like, I think 30 minutes is perfectly reasonable to like assume that you are being stood up, assume that they are not showing up and you can cut your loss and head out. Uh, and so that is what happened. I ended up not even leaving until seven or 40 minutes after um, 
we were supposed to meet. And still not a peep out of this man. But I so, think it was good that you didn't go in because that was my confusion. Yes. I thought you were sitting in there like with a drink, yes. like waiting for him to show up. I think it was good that you were still in the car at least. Yes. And that's another pro tip. If you are driving – this doesn't really – you know, work for my city gals. But if you drive to a date, I always wait in the car until I get a text back that says, you know, I just got here too. And then I, we, I normally like, we'll meet them at the front door and walk in together. Um, so I was in my car the whole time. I would have, uh, probably jumped in front of a bus if I was sitting in the (laughs) restaurant by myself. That's actually my worst nightmare in the whole entire world. (laughs) Um, so yeah, but Anya was a very good friend and she let me come over to her place and she was going to have a nice little night in, (laughs) watch some Netflix and she rallied, she put on her best Elizabeth Holmes outfit. Yeah, I wore all black. It was giving Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. Um, And she went and we got a couple drinks at a place near her apartment. Um, And we, it ended up being like a very fun night. Like I had a really good time. It definitely kept me in high spirits. Uh, she looked through my dating app profile for me. I gave some recommendations because I'm super experienced. Uh, <laughs> you guys didn't know I uh, have a lot of success with dating apps. Huge success. I've never, never had, had one. <laughs> never had a profile before. But I felt like there was some stuff on there that – like I know your potential and I felt like some of the stuff wasn't living up. up. Par. I think I called a photo mid and it was all in yeah. good uh, – all in what's the word I'm looking for? It was good intentioned. Like yes, yes. You were saying like you look good in this photo, but you look better in other photos. So, and there like, was one where I just felt like it was really far away, and I was like, if I were someone, I'd be like trying to zoom in and like yeah, you know, like yeah, you can upgrade. Yeah, I still need to switch out the photos. We switched out a few of my prompts, but I haven't had a chance to switch out the photos yet. I will get to it. Um, but and we kept <laughs> inserting the guy in all the prompts, yeah. like. Let's call him like John. That's not his name, but yeah, no. But yeah, um, we can't. Well, because <laughs> so what happened was I ended up getting a text from him while I was driving to Anya's about over an hour after we were supposed to meet, um, and he fell asleep. He, let's just take a moment of silence for John's nap. <laughs> he fell asleep, which I know is not revolutionary when it comes to men, right? But for crying out loud, it was a first date. Why are we even napping before first date? Yeah. Like, I feel like he probably didn't even need to nap. Like, I feel like he was probably Maybe. like, let's like chill on the couch for like, you know, 20 minutes and I'll get ready and just like fall asleep. I yeah. That's yeah. like the only thing I could think of. Totally possible. But anyways, but yeah, so we were going through like all the hinge prompts and, you know, they'll say like, I'm looking for a guy who, and then we would be like, doesn't fall, doesn't asleep, fall asleep before first date. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were just having fun. So it did end up being a good night. Um, but I ended up, you know, texting him and just in my opinion, when it comes to a first date, like you're putting your best foot forward and I'm like falling asleep and not texting me for an hour after we were supposed to meet. If that's like the best foot that you're putting forward, I'm just not super interested. Maybe that's harsh. That's the choice that I made. Um, so I ended up texting him. He did like apologize over text he Uh, triple texted he did triple text because he texted well he double texted and then I didn't answer right away and then a couple hours later he sent the triple text but that's because I wanted to make him sweat I'm gonna be honest and then I didn't even respond until the next day but I basically said something along the lines of like don't worry about it but I'm just not really interested in rescheduling so like I I wish you the best and he didn't respond 
which I'm over, kind of, but at the same time, I'm not. <laughs> I'm over it, but my intrusive what did you want thoughts to do? are like grovel. fight you on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like, He's like, no, we must go out. I must redeem no, myself. No. Not even that. Well, for like 30 minutes after I sent the text, my intrusive thoughts were like that, um, and then I got a grip. But part of me is kind of like, oh, like you didn't, you it wasn't even like a like totally understand. Wish you the best as well. I'm kind of like. Or like a, just like a you too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks, you too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you you just so wanted you don't me to have me the, the last word so that you could then subsequently ghost me. Um, and I like to have the ghosting stick at all times in any conversation that I'm having. So, anyways, and then because I guess men were just really testing me this weekend, I had matched with another guy and we were supposed to go on a date and I ended up having to reschedule. Which I understand that, like, I'm the one that's rescheduling the date. You don't necessarily owe me, like, a rescheduled if we agree to meet, you know, on a certain day at a certain time. But I asked, you know, hey, something came up. Is there any way we can reschedule for Sunday night? Which, first of all, the guy responded, it's okay. I forgive you. That's it. I was like, oh. So I was like, okay. Are you free Sunday (laughs) night (laughs) to which he responds this is what really left a bitter taste in my mouth he responds oh i'll let you know if my sunday ends up filling up i was like so what i'm hearing is is that you are completely free on sunday and that you are waiting for better things to come along on sunday and if nothing better comes along then you will take me out on a date so already i was like i'm over this honestly so i was like okay let me know that was on like a tuesday don't hear from this man for six days. I go to a karaoke bar on Saturday, which is part of my week in review. I'll keep it short. It was wicked freaking fun. I had a, a ball. I it think. was like a private thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was I a I think group. that makes the difference. A hundred percent. I would not do it in front of strangers. Well, because th- that's what I thought you were talking about. And I was no, like, I'm so no, no, surprised no. you're like really into this. So that no, makes a lot no, more no, sense. No. Okay. I sang Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, and Dua Lipa, in case anyone's wondering. A medley. Um... But so I'm staying over in Boston and I wake up and I have a text from this man. We'll call this He's like, man. like, when are we meeting? <laughs> Luke. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. in the morning. He says, I'm free tonight. Hmm. To which I responded, okay, I'm not. I was free in case you were wondering. But I was like, um, my man, Luke, is that what I said I'd call him? Luke, buddy. It's going to be a no for me. So, so sorry. Um, So, yeah, I was just like, this is all I ask of men is for them to respond to my text messages in promptly, in a promptly manner and attend dates. And somehow with the bar in hell with those expectations, I was over two this weekend. Can anyone explain to me how that happened? Because I don't understand. (laughs) I saw this TikTok talking about Luke and it was like. It's really weird that Luke is a biblical name because, like, Luke is, like, a frat boy that, you know, yeah. plays golf and, like, has the, uh, like, wins competitions of jogging yeah. beers. Yeah. Which I agree. I do I think that wasn't his real name. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so I guess, I don't know. I did want to mention, though, I did want to say that I was, like, reflecting – and for me, I think I've talked about this before, dating and all of that like gave me so much anxiety 
at first. Like when you're first thinking about it, when you're first like, okay, I'm ready to put myself out there. It's super, super scary. And a lot of people feel that way. And I even remember, do you know, um, Eli on TikTok, I think her username is like the jar and she makes like the rules lists. Oh yeah. yeah, I think so. I remember it was November because she made a rules for November list at like the beginning of the month. And on it, she was like, one of them was like, if you're in a relationship, do this and this with your significant other. If you're single, go on three dates this month. And I remember thinking that and being like, my anxiety on three dates in one month? No, ma'am. Mm-mm. That TikTok sound that's like, that was me. Because I was like, that's a lot. Like that just felt like a lot to me. And I know I'm not alone with that because I read through the comments and everyone was like, I'm sorry, three? No, maybe one. Um, But I was reflecting and I've already been, not including the one that I got stood up on, I've already been on two dates in the month of March. And I'm going on another one on Sunday. And I was just thinking about that, how like, I don't know, if you're in the position that I was in in November where you're like, this seems so daunting, I'm very nervous about it. Like, I've had some horrible things happen in this dating journey as I just chatted about. And I still, it's gotten so much easier and like so much less anxiety inducing to just like go out and meet people so it's like anything else you just gotta start yeah exactly and it sounds so cliche but it's true and like you'll even find I was the type that was like I want to get in get out as fast as possible like find the the most mediocre decent man that I can and just move on with my life and now I'm like in a point where I'm like I kind of just want to keep meeting people like this is kind of fun I'm learning a lot about myself I'm learning a lot about like what I'm looking for out of a partner like and I never would have thought I I would be saying that like what three months in, so that's my that's my two cents. That's a, I'll get off the soapbox, but man, men, men. honestly, take and away that's why their we rights. Lift up women. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Let's do our favorites. I'll keep mine quick. It's pretty simple. It's definitely a luxury and unnecessary purchase, (laughs) but it is a little desk vacuum. I got this on Amazon because we had a real crumb crisis on our coffee table. Mm. Constant crumbs. From where? Don't know. Always crummy though. And it really bothered me because (laughs) you know like when you – it was always crummy and you know when you like go to – you come with like a little spray and a paper towel and you go to like clean that up and it's like, where are the crumbs going? On the floor. Yeah. What do you got to do now? Vacuum. Yep. Like it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. So <laughs> my solution was a little desk vacuum. So it's like, it's literally like a two by two little, eh, maybe that's exaggerated. Three by three, maybe. Yeah. Little, little device. And it's just a little guy with like a little brush on the bottom. You turn it on and it just like sucks up, sucks up all the little crumbs. I mean, it can't yeah. suck up anything huge. Like the thing itself is pretty small, but Gets all your crumbs, gets all your little dust, and I've been using it everywhere, like not just on the coffee table, but like on my desk, um, around our kitchen. Like it's just such a handy thing, and yeah. it's pretty easy to empty out. And I just don't know how I lived without it because I literally like I like go around to all of our services and like do it once a day. Like I think it's kind of fun. So I'll yeah. link the one I have down below. It was like twelve dollars. So wow. yeah. yeah, I have seen it it's in great. action. It is pretty. Isn't nice. it great? I like it. I'm considering yeah. purchasing. <laughs> I will also keep my favorite short and sweet uh, because I think I'm the only person that hasn't purchased these yet. Uh, well, who has just purchased these. And I finally got a laptop stand and a keyboard for 
my desk setup. Um, I have like a laptop and a monitor that I hook my lap up, laptop up to to work. And I've just been using the keyboard on my computer and having it like sit just on the desk. And I was debating getting a laptop stand and a separate keyboard. Number one, just so I don't have to like lean, like look down at my laptop. Yeah, that was always the thing. Like the yeah. the monitors being at different heights. That's like what got me to yeah. To do it. Um, and then like also it just helps your like laptop like ventilate. Uh, is that the word? Posture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helps your posture. You can manipulate the keyboard a little bit more to make it like more comfortable when typing. But I just kept like putting it off and putting it off because I was like the second that I ordered this. We're going to go back to the office the second that I order this. And now I'm just realizing that like even if and when we go back to the office because I'm still working completely remote, we're only going to go back like one to two times a week, which means I'm still working most of the time remote. So it's still worth the investment. And it wasn't even that expensive. Um, And it's nice to have like your personal setup too. Like I think even if I didn't use it for work, like I'm so used to it now that it's just a more comfortable desk situation for like other stuff. Yeah, completely agree. So if you're like me and you've been putting it off and putting it off, this is your sign to just do it. Um, the combination keyboard and laptop stand that I got was around $50. So I would say same Yeah, when I, when I did it. You kind of need both. Like Yes. You really can't do just one because – Yeah. I mean, I guess you could do just a keyboard, but it wouldn't really make sense. Um, yeah. But if you get a laptop stand, like you can no longer really type on your laptop because it's like it's angled. just very awkward. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of got to kind of got to do a both. package deal. So I yeah. will link the ones that I got below. And so far, I really like them. So that's that. So Women's History Month. Let's. Say- if you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Celebrate ways to lift other women up. You want to kick us off? I do. Okay. So first, and I kind of alluded to this um, in the intro of the episode, but I think it really all starts as just seeing other women as your allies, not as your competition, not as a threat to you. And we've even talked about this a little bit outside of just like uplifting women 
the idea that like comparison is the thief of joy, which is true, but I think it is also the thief of authentic female friendships. Like we've seen way too often, whether it's in the media or even in like our own lives, women pitted against each other or women going against each other just out of jealousy, out of like toxically comparing themselves to the other. And it's like once you take that step back and just stop comparing yourself to other women, it's like the floodgates open and you're you're just it you get all these fun female friends and female friendships the best. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, um is the anth- antithesis of this is um have you seen that girl on TikTok that does like I think the guy's name is always Jason. Like she does those videos of like, "Oh my god, Jason." And it's like Jason has a girlfriend and this girl's like his like best friend and is just like oh, so obnoxious yes. and like trying all these like backhanded ways to like bother the girlfriend <laughs> yes yes don't be that girl yeah don't Never be, be that, that girl. girl that account is satire <laughs> yes if you haven't caught on yes you can be friends with jason but don't be that girl <laughs> yeah yeah you can be friends with jason and still support his girlfriend in case you were wondering yeah not me i saw this actually this girl would always do at it and just give like very like diffuse responses and i thought it was so funny like um like the girl would like say something to like obviously stir the girl up and the girl that would do at it would just be like, okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> like so anyway, just That's reminded funny. me of that. Um, another way to lift women up is to really work hard on celebrating other women's successes and wins, even if they look different than yours. And this kind of goes yeah. back to the comparison thing because I feel like, especially for women, there's a lot of like – whether you like it or not, like societally expected milestones, I would say. Like women are really supposed to look forward to like getting engaged and then getting married and then like finding out they're pregnant, starting a family. Like these are all like very feminine milestones, I guess. And I feel like there can be like inherently competition for like who does it first or who does it better. And like I feel like that's where all kind of like the toxic like mommy stuff comes in and whatever. Yeah. Um, And so I feel like just knowing that like being happy for everyone, for everyone's milestones, like even if you are maybe – because I feel like sometimes people see it as like a lack and um, Middle Ground did an episode about this, the Middle Ground podcast if you guys want to check it out. Um, But they did an episode about this, about like being people's – other people's cheerleader Mm -hmm. and they were talking about how like just because something is going really well in someone else's life – Usually, like, it's human nature to, like, compare yourself and, like, think, yeah. like, oh, my life's not going that well. Like, I don't have a boyfriend that is now my fiancé. Like, I don't even have this. And it's, like, you always want to, like, relate things back to you. But I think it's important to try to, like, distance yourself from that and, like, just be happy for people. Yeah. <laughs> like, just be happy for people, whatever milestone they're in, especially if it looks different than yours. Like, I remember seeing – you might have seen it. It was kind of, like, a <laughs> tacky little graphic, but it actually, like, had a good <laughs> message um, on Facebook. And it was, like – I think it would always have like two women next to each other and it would say like success or like success and it would be like different, very different things. So like one would be like engaged and then one would be like left a toxic work environment and it would be like success, you know? Yeah. And one would be like had a baby, like got divorced from abusive husband, like success, like yeah. you know? So just like recognizing that like everyone's wins look different and they all deserve to be recognized and even if that can be hard to do like because I actually feel like um there are people in my life that like celebrate 
other people's wins more like I see them being better at it than I am and I want to be more like them yeah yeah um whether it's like sending them a little card whether it's like taking them out for dinner just like sending a text like there are so many things you can do to like be people's cheerleaders so just like try to try to do that for people even if it's like not exactly what life stage you're in like your friend got into grad school amazing your friend I don't know, started a blog. Amazing. Like, yeah, (laughs) just like try to recognize that in your female friendships. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you brought up like the idea that everyone's success is going to look different or like even and something I had to get better at was recognizing that like what I want out of my life and the milestones I'm trying to achieve aren't necessarily going to be what every other woman in my life wants to achieve. Mm -hmm. Like I may really want to get to this you know, X career position. Whereas one of my friends just really wants to like have a family and eventually be in a position to stay home with their family and be a full-time mom. And it's like, hey, we both are being successful based on like the life that we picture for ourselves and how we think we'll be happiest in our lives. Yeah. So that's something I had to like really remind myself as well. And I think uh, capitalism has like taught women to like look down on Oh, yeah. People that don't want like a career oriented trajectory. Yeah. It's like a weird side effect of feminism. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's like a weird, it's like a, it's like the girl boss subculture. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And just like capitalism making us feel like, you know, someone that is a stay at home mom isn't as like valid or worthy or like has less of a job than anyone else. And it's like, it's like, no, it's so messed up. Yeah, support all women, empower all women. Yes, please and thanks. So our next tip or our next way to help uh, lift other women up is to create opportunities for other women to shine, especially if you're in a manager position, leader of a club, any sort of like leadership position. Um, Make sure you're creating those opportunities for women. Make sure that you're supporting women within whatever like institution you're working in. Um, So like if a coworker runs away with a woman's idea and you know that it originated with this specific coworker. remind everyone that like, you know, it's a great idea and that it originated with that specific woman so that she gets the credit and everyone working on that team or working in that club knows that it's going to them because I think we've all had people in our lives, whether professionally, in school, whatever it may be, who try to steal your thunder and take, Mm -hmm. take your idea and claim it as their own, especially the men. Dun, dun, dun. So don't <laughs> let them do that. Um, and then if you see a woman struggling to break into a conversation, say that you'd like to hear their point of view or just figure out, you know, the most appropriate way to call them into the conversation and make sure that, you know, if they want to be heard, if they want to express their opinions or their thoughts on it, that they get the opportunity to do that. And also respect if they don't want to, you know, share their point of view or if they're not quite ready for that. Um, just keep checking back in on them. But calling them into the conversation very important. I really appreciate that as someone who gets afraid to break into the conversation on their own. So yeah, I do it more for other girls. Yeah. I remember um, at my first internship at Northeastern, um, there was this woman, Anna, shout out Anna. Shout out Anna. Uh, she's now like a mentor to me, but at the time she wasn't my like direct manager, but she was kind of like, she was obviously a more senior person on our team, just like not my manager. Sure. And um, I remember like during our team meeting, like she was kind of reporting about like a project that she was working on and she like gave me very specific credit for a part of it was like, oh, this was a really great initiative that like Anya came up with, like, so even able to do this faster, whatever, whatever. And I remember at the time I was like, so 
just like flattered and like glad that she thought to like say that. I mean, it feels like such a little thing. Like people might not even like notice, but yeah. especially if you're like a manager or, you know, have like interns on your team, like just making sure to like step up and be the one to like recognize their work. Cause that's like teaching them to do it for future people. Like now, because I had that moment with her, like I think about doing that with like the interns that I manage. So it's like, yeah, you're creating those like positive feedback loops for like posterity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And kind of on that note, our next tip is to mentor other girls when whenever you have the chance. And this could be – I feel like people all have different definitions of the word mentor and like some people think of it as like a really deep, like big commitment kind of thing. But I'm thinking even if like, you know, say yes to like a coffee chat, like if some girl, maybe she's even like your age or older than you, but like if she wants to like learn more about like the industry you're in or she's like thinking of going to grad school about like the topic that you studied or, um, you know, sometimes I get reached out to on LinkedIn from like other Northeastern, like current Northeastern students that like want to do like an informational interview, like just say yes to things like that. Yeah. Because it makes such a big difference to people. And also being a mentor is like rewarding in its own right. Like I think a yeah. lot of times people look at like a mentor mentee relationship and they see it as only benefiting like the mentee. But you actually learn a lot from mentoring as well. And it actually yeah. expands like your network too. So I feel like a lot of people might be like, oh, this isn't like applicable to me. But like if you see an opportunity to like support another woman, whether it be like in academia or like in your job or whatever, like if you can be the one to like answer their questions and like provide some guidance from your experience, like just always take it. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more. Our next way to uplift women is to advocate for zero tolerance against bullying, gossip, especially between women. Um, and I think, you know, obviously there's a difference between like venting and gossiping. Like it's one thing if someone did you dirty and you're with your group of friends and you're just like, oh, like I can't believe so-and-so did this to me. Like it just really hurt my feelings, blah, 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 blah. That's entirely normal to do among friends. What's not normal is to just randomly bring up other women and talk about them in negative ways that really have like nothing to do with you or don't affect you in any way. Especially things that they can't change. Yes. Especially like appearance. Yes. You know, all of that. It's just is not a good look. It is not cute. Um and especially if you are out of college and a full-fledged adult, we are too old for that. So e even people who, like, may have wronged you, like, yeah, okay, vent, but the have your one vent session and then move on. Like, at the end of the day, I'm a big karma believer. You know what I mean? If there's other women that aren't supporting you, you gossiping or anything like that isn't going to serve any good. Karma mm -hmm. will get them in the end, so – move on. Don't worry about them. Don't waste your precious time talking about people whose actions you can't control and especially don't spend your time talking about people for things that they cannot control like appearance and things like that. Yeah, definitely don't participate in it. But also I feel like if you see this happening like in your circle yeah. of friends or in the group chat or whatever, it can be like much more easily said than done but like work to kind of like shut down that type of behavior and I know it's like awkward like you don't ever want to like stir the pot with like your group of friends or whatever but just be like guys like this isn't really cool yeah. or like just change the subject like maybe you know to something different yeah um because that's how you kind of change the whole like environment as you know 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. This one we got off of an article, which I don't have linked here, but we will be sure to link down below because I'm pretty much word for word kind of going to recite the next couple of things. But it was about challenging the likability penalty. And I thought this was very interesting. So it says, men are expected to be assertive and confident, so coworkers welcome their leadership. In contrast, women are expected to be nurturing and collaborative. So when we lead, we go against expectations and often face pushback from men and women. When a woman speaks in a direct style or pushes her ideas, she's often called aggressive and ambitious. When a man does the same, a man, a when man. a man does the same, he is seen as confident and strong. When you hear a woman called bossy or shrill, request a specific example of what the woman did and then ask, would you have the same reaction if a man did the same thing? In many cases, the answer will be no. When you're having a negative response to a woman at work, ask yourself the same question and give her the benefit of the doubt. Odds are she's just doing her job. Snaps for that. I thought that yeah. was great. And I did add, if you're ever in this situation, honestly, keep a mental tally. If there's if there's a repeat offender in your work environment, keep a tally of every time they've reacted to like a man acting very similarly to a woman. And if that, you know, repeat offender is like, oh, ex-woman Linda is so bossy, she's so shrill, be like, well, Bill, you didn't think that Tom was super bossy when he <laughs> did the exact same thing, so I'm just mm -hmm. a little confused. Whew. You know what Bill will do, fall right over. He won't even know what to say. <laughs> so yeah, kind of, I, I feel like it's okay to keep a mental tally of stuff like that so that you can call people out because people never expect to be called out in those moments and you'll really throw them off. And that's my favorite thing to do when people are acting shitty is is throw them off their rhythm. <laughs> yes. And we've this kind of reminds me of something we've also talked about before, like the whole likability penalty thing around yeah. like women's language and how like yes. women are much more likely to put like exclamation points in their emails or me. say like, I'm just doing this or like, <laughs> yeah. So think about that as well. Like that all goes into the, the likability penalty yeah. thing. Like I think as long as women continue to use exclamation points in emails, it will come across bitchy if they don't. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so you're telling me that I need to stop because I'm <laughs> – No, I'm definitely guilty, but like how do we even begin to deconstruct this? Like yeah. we've got to use the periods, I guess. Like, Yeah, I'm going to slowly remove one exclamation point a week. That's a good – Yeah, that's emails. a good – Yeah, I like that. Um, The next tip is to tune out media that doesn't empower women or tears them down. A great example that Anya pointed out was uh, Top Model – one that I am personally nervous about is uh, the Bachelor franchise. We've seen a lot of women being torn down, especially if you watch Clayton season. The um, Women Tell All was not a cute look for a lot of these women. And granted, the girl that they were all collectively calling out um, was not a good person by any means um, and deserved to be called out. But they definitely took it to a level of like – commenting on appearance Bullying, and things yeah. like that where I'm like we could have called her out and like really handed her ass on a silver platter without bringing it to this level um and also if you're following along they announced that there's going to be two bachelorettes at the same time for the next season buying for the same 30 guys and these two Ugh. girls became really good friends on the show and I'm like I swear to god ABC if you pit these women against each other, I will ride at dawn and riot. 
and that's I will definitely not. what they're gonna do. It's a. I know. It's like an, it's just asking for comparison. I know. I'm so nervous about it. I really am. I like a little, little. The the Libra in me is like, but maybe they'll make it about female friendship, or maybe they'll fall maybe. in love with each other. <laughs> oh, that would be a fun plot twist, right? Um. um but yeah. But yeah. Anyways, that's my tangent. But be really mindful of that. Or if you are into that, like if you're like me and you just are a sucker for The Bachelor, like have conversations with your friends that watch it about how like it wasn't okay that at the women tell all they made XYZ comments. You know what I mean? Just to like Mm -hmm. keep the conversation flowing and not become so desensitized to that type of behavior. And unfollow Barstool. Thank you. Yes, please. Please do that. (laughs) Um, our next tip, this is a simple one, but give give a stranger a compliment or someone you know, but you know, strangers are kind of fun. Yeah. Or like some fo- some positive feedback. So like I personally love if I'm out somewhere and I like something that someone has, like I'll almost always tell them. Like I yeah. very rarely do I like think in my head like, oh, that's a cute tote bag. Like I usually just go up and say it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like you're never hurting anyone. True. If I were in that position, I would always be happy to hear it. Like yeah. nothing negative is going to come out of it. So just a simple thing. Like if you're someone that like maybe often keeps to yourself, like just know that you're only going to make someone else's day better by like vocalizing your thoughts. And if yeah. you don't, like they're probably not a good person anyway. But yeah, true. Exactly. Um, and going off of this, this is obviously more so for like people that you know, because obviously you don't know a stranger <laughs> beyond like what you see <laughs> like at a coffee shop. But for your friends and like people in your life that you know well, try to make your compliments about something other than their appearance and get in the habit of complimenting your friends and your loved ones that are women or that identify as women. Um, Things like, you know, I always leave our hangouts feeling really refreshed or like I said to Anya, like I appreciate you rallying for me like on that night, like you made my night really fun or I admire the way you handled XYZ situation. I feel like those go a really long way. Um... And just show that, like, you pay attention to, like, the core of who someone is and that, like, you really mm-hmm. appreciate them for who they are. And it takes away that, you know, that pressure for women to base a lot of their self-worth on their appearance and not on the type of person that they are. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like, you know, who's good at this? Ashley. Shout out, Ashley. Shout out, Ashley. She is really good at that. You're right. Can we say <laughs> your your future roommate now? yeah i I, yeah i think so okay hope fingers crossed if things go wrong (laughs) it's not because her and i like decided not to be roommates it's because unforeseen circumstances but yeah that is the plan yeah so um our next one is to support women-owned businesses so i always like i'm a huge small business like junkie like I love going to like random little stores and like browsing for the longest time and like going to like farmers markets or like maker markets, craft markets, like all of that kind of stuff is just like so my jam. But even if you can't afford to like buy anything, I think just making an effort to like amplify what they're doing, like whether it's like telling your friends about this like really cool like female owned company you found or like sharing it on social or just commenting, like making sure the algorithm reaches them. Like, just support the brands that you like that are female-owned because they already have, like, more odds stacked against them, unfortunately, as, like, female founders or, you know, female makers or whatever they're doing. Um, and so just, like, put in that extra effort, even if it's just, like, a an Instagram-like, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm not that good at interacting with accounts that I actually do like on Instagram. 
But you forget Same. that, like, it makes a difference. Like, even if you feel like your one like doesn't really do anything, like, it pushes them more in the algorithm. It helps other people yeah. find their page. And, like, we say this all the time about the podcast. So I'm like, yeah, put your money where your mouth is and do this yeah. for all the, the businesses that you like. Yeah, for sure. The next tip is to make taboo topics more normal in your friend group. And I feel like, you know, of course, some friend groups may be closer than others. So like for me with my friend group talking about periods, salaries, sex, anything, like it's an all bets are off situation. Like they know just stuff that they probably never needed to know in their whole lives about all of those topics with me. (laughs) Um. But I feel like it does really make a difference, even like trickling all the way back to like the likability penalty of just being able to like talk freely and not feel like you have to censor yourself for talking about things that like specifically affect women. Um, I'm especially passionate about like talking salaries and what you make with women, especially women in similar um, like career positions and industries as you transparency baby transparency and you never know if you're getting lowballed and you'd rather go in with the ammo of knowing exactly how much you're worth than Mm -hmm. end up in a situation like that so definitely you know be open with your friends I wouldn't recommend showing up to your next hangout section and being like all right like how many of you guys have a vibrator (laughs) (laughs) but um (laughs) slowly but surely be like you know start with like oh I I read about this type of like period symptom in a magazine and yeah they take the bait yeah yeah and I feel like there's a lot of things that are like literally almost every woman every woman still goes through that like people don't talk about like I see this a lot I feel like a lot of influencers that I have followed for a long time are like pregnant or have just had kids and like a lot of them talk about like postpartum for example and how it's like something that literally every human that exists on this world, someone went through postpartum for them. Yeah. And there are still so many things that people just like don't know. Like people yeah. don't talk about, people don't share. Um, and so just kind of like breaking down those stigmas. I was glad that yeah. you put this one in here. Yeah. The next one is to – this kind of goes back to the bullying thing, but just try to surround yourself with women who also want to uplift women. And I think something that I want to – be sure to specify here. And I think, you know, we could have done a better job specifying earlier in the episode, but like be inclusive to like anyone that identifies as a woman also. Because I feel like in this like new age feminism vibe, like it's not always welcoming to like trans women or, you know, people that might be non-binary, but like use she, her pronouns, like all of these things. Yeah, And so I think I was talking to my parents about it one day and they said something like, I think we're talking about Caitlyn Jenner. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just kind of, you know, talking about her and they were like, oh, it's so good that like you are so – you sound so natural when you say like her. And they were talking about how like people in their generation like maybe have like a harder time adjusting to that kind of thing. And I said like it's literally always easier, always easier to like be more inclusive. Like I just feel like (laughs) it's never hard to like make someone – I think it's harder to exclude people. (laughs) It's more effort. It's like – So I just think, you know, going through the added rigor of like have a circle of like women around you, but also like work to include people that might not like fit the traditional definition or like might not have a vagina or like all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a – I'm glad you brought that up um, because that's a a very important point. Don't be a JK Rowling, okay? Don't – don't be her (laughs) for the love of God. If you still look up to JK JK Rowling – Who? (laughs) 
I'm, I'm like, she doesn't exist. Oh, I'm <laughs> I don't like, know who you're talking about? <laughs> I didn't get the joke. I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot that she doesn't exist anymore. Crazy. Anyways, if anyone knows who wrote the Harry Potter books, let me know. Um, but yeah, that was a really good point. And then the last point, I won't, you know, stress it too much because we did talk about it a lot in our RBG feminism episode. And I hope and pray to God that the negative connotation around the word feminist has diminished at this point. Um, But if you made it this far in the episode, call yourself a feminist uh, because you are. Like, you're not listening to this full episode if you're not a feminist. Uh, If you have the ideology that, like, you can't be a feminist because you think that, like, men and women are equal and, like, you don't think women are better than men, uh, congratulations, you are a feminist. That is the definition (laughs) of a feminist. Uh, and you have been lied to about what it means. So yeah, if you, if you just support uplifting women, if you believe that women deserve all of the same things as men, and that includes trans women, non-binaries, everyone, you're a feminist. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. Welcome. Let's uplift women together. So yeah. And that that's the last tip that we have ending on a bang. My feminist baddies, but non-toxic feminist baddies. Don't be a toxic feminist. Right. They're out there. So, yeah, that that's everything that we have. Again, hopefully this, like, just encouraged you to, like, text all your best girlfriends and be like, hey, let's talk about taboo topics. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. Everyone's doing great. Everyone's yeah. on their own journey. Yeah. And just keep lifting each other up because Lord only knows we got enough stacked against us. And it's even more so for POC women. And, you know, Anya and I are coming from mm-hmm. a very privileged perspective but least we can do is help lift every other woman up so you should be doing it too happy women's history month yeah or should we should we say uh herstory herst oh <laughs> herstory month <laughs> hate that yeah have people been saying that? i've seen that before i don't think i'm like guys it's not I think history, we need to call her story Perhaps we should call a meeting because I just don't love it. <laughs> I'm like, so what I'm hearing is it's not going to be the title of this episode. Okay, I'll, I mean, if I'll you workshop feel it. So inclined, <laughs> I won't. I won't diminish your your light. I will uplift you in that decision. Um, I'm, be my I, cheerleader. <laughs> I'm trying. I really am. <laughs> I'm just thrown off. I've never heard it before. But anyways. You guys know what to do if you've been listening for a while, but if you're new, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, leave it on Spotify, follow us on Instagram at 2DegreesHotter, leave us any suggestions that you have for episodes in our anonymous suggestion box, or feel free to DM us. And with that, we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Bye, besties. Bye.